You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Drive nine. We're coming to you live. You know, I realize that we haven't done a location check. We've just been driving aimlessly for six episodes. We haven't done. Uh, we've finally pulled over, and we are. Uh, where are we? I, I'm so I'm so dazed from the road, man. We're driving. I believe we have another twelve hours to get to the show. Uh, where where are where are we right now, Andrew? We're in a uh, a Chachkis, uh just outside of Dallas. Oh, good. We're, Excellent, Dallas, North, Northern Texas. What a great place, boy! I, I don't know uh, what road we're on because we've been off-roading it for about two and a half hours now. <laughs> we've been driving through people's yards. Were you, were you on that? Uh, well, we have a couple Texas stories we could tell. <laughs> uh, that I was, I feel bad because uh, on the tour story that we told from driving from San Diego to Austin, that was the that was the story. That was the the drive where we told, <laughs> we told, and for some reason I was too tired, and Sean Duty ended up driving, and we were like, Sean Duty, dear, dear, and he's like, he got so mad, and I was like, fine, there's there's beer, I meant beer, there's beer on the side of the road instead. <laughs> That was the same drive that was the same where drive. everyone else fell asleep and that guy with the machine gun stopped us in the middle of the highway to make sure we were in transporting illegals yeah. across, the, uh, across the border. I really like that border guard style where he came out from behind a rock formation and just held his hand out 
and had a But you say border guard. That dude didn't have a badge. No. He just had a gun. Like, no. it was just a guy with a gun just checking shit out. It was pretty cool. It was like it a was local awesome. Texas militia. Like, just making sure you don't have any illegals in your van. You might as well be in a band, huh? I was like, yeah, actually, we're the Houston Texans fan club, Boosters. I don't know what we're in anymore, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're a fucking Booster Club. We're on our way to the game. It's going to be amazing. Um, that so was... I, had a really, I had a really weird thing happen today. I had like an existential crisis. Can I guess? You can. Okay. Uh, you, you negotiated a deal with a homeless man to trade sex for comic books. <laughs> close. Actually, extremely close. Okay, no, you went to the bodega you usually go to, but candles were burning, and the lights were down low, and the man who uh, usually serves you was nude from the waist down. Uh, wearing, it's actually always like that, though. Wearing only a faded polo uh, sweatshirt. And you know, I did go to uh, my favorite spot, the uh, the health food store that's totally not, to get my yerba mate, and uh, <laughs> they did have incense burning in there. So you're I, actually halfway there. I really love the health food store that's totally not. I know exactly what it's you're talking totally about. <laughs> I, I used to go there a lot. <laughs> Jesus. The health food so store that's the least health food store, health food yeah, store that's ever been. The health food store that's actually just another hectic bodega with like clean floors. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. for some reason, like a steam tray in the middle of it. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about now. I know. Yeah, nothing says fucking health food like fried plantains. No, it's, exactly. I lived with uh, the woman I lived with insisted on taking the train there because it was somehow more healthy than Hune's Market. Uh, go figure. I don't know. Okay, so Andrew, what happened to you today that was so weird? All right, well. And I, I'm sure anyone listening who lives in like a fairly or like reasonably sized big city can relate. Um, there's always those jobs that are like, uh, how do I, how do I, how do I put this? Not quite, not necessarily that you're circling the drain when you have this job, but <laughs> you've definitely fucked up somewhere. Like you definitely like made a misstep. <laughs> um, like, you know, like handing out. Handing out AM New York, for example. The oh, guy great. at the train stops, like, AM New York, AM New York, that guy. <laughs> Cautionary tale. Side note. Yeah. I, uh, one day getting off the train in Union Square, I looked up and the guy handing out the AM New York was a guy I knew from Albany. Who oh. was, uh, at one point, a, a local punk hero who, uh, moved down to New York to pursue his artistic dreams. Of course. And he was handing out AM New York's. <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me. I couldn't look him in the eye. I just brushed past him, and I, I worked really hard that day. I was going to say, you immediately went to that Bank of America in Union Square and checked your balance. Yeah, <laughs> balance was good. Everything okay. was all right. Ooh. I got a coffee. I worked really hard. I was just, I, whew, that put the fear of God into me. Oh Not today. God. All right, Union Square, same place. This is where all my, uh, my fucking intense moments happen. Great. They always have these guys that aren't necessarily homeless, but aren't doing great, that are like the neighborhood janitor. They just push around garbage can, they, you know, empty out the trash cans around Union Square and, like, pick up, you know, shit after the farmer's market. It's, it's fucking undignified work. Right. Um, guys walking down the street, pushing a trash can. It's cold, it's windy, it's whatever. And somebody brushes past him and throws, you know, something in the trash can. And the guy looks at up and he, up at the, the thrower and goes, "Thank you." <laughs> it was weirdly the darkest fucking thing. Like I couldn't decide if the fact that this man thanked him for throwing trash out was like him just really loving his job or really just 
feeling like you made a difference, or if that was just something you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be like, thank you for thank you. throwing garbage essentially at me. <laughs> thank but you for giving me another 30 me. seconds of work. I appreciate that. Uh, this is really, that's, oh. that means a lot to me. Thank you. Oh. So that was, that fucked me up. Oh, yeah. And then just to put the cherry on top of it, I looked up at the guy who threw the trash in, and it was a dude that if I were smarter, I would have Googled him, is a guy who's typecast in sitcoms as, like, a motherfucker. Like, that's the only role I've ever seen him in, is being, like, a low piece of shit. So now it really fucked me up, because now it's a fictional character who's just fucking demeaning this dude pushing the trash can around. Was it, was it, uh, was it in fact, uh, journeyman actor Charles Napier? No, oh, fuck, if it was Charles Napier, <laughs> really... I'd have him on the podcast right now. I would have given him 70 bucks and got him a drink, and he'd be sitting next to oh, me. Oh, right yeah, give him, give him a, sh- a shot of bitters, and he'd be all set. <laughs> Telling stories about doing the voice of uh, the boss on the critic. <laughs> you didn't know I was a super hooper, don't you? <laughs> Here we are. Air- hey, wear this face. Wear this face, Charles Napier. <laughs> wear this, wear this uh, mask fashioned out of human skin, Charles Napier. Which reminds me, I looked it up, and uh, Calumet City is where the FBI burst in, and there was nobody in the house. Oh, so good. I, all right. So. My knowledge of Silence of the Lambs was all fucked up. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, that was my weird day. That really, I don't know what it was about that exchange, but it opened up a hole in my soul. I looked into the void. The void looked into me. It was, it was, a, it was, it was a fuck of an afternoon. Uh, thank you for, uh, for reminding me that Aerosmith once penned a song called Hole in My Soul. I just remember, right? Yeah. Is it, wait, it was like, there's a hole. Remember that, Remember that, Justin? There's a I see. I always remember the worst. You're songs. not thinking of the police hole, hole in my life, are you? No, I'm thinking of there's okay. a hole in my soul. I'm the only one who remembers that song. Maybe they wrote it just for me. That's definitely possible. <laughs> why do I always? That's, that's actually probable. Why do uh, I'm so lame? I wish somebody would run me over. Why do I always remember either Chili pe- Name Check, either the Red Hot Chili Peppers or Aerosmith in every episode of this fucking podcast? That's really true. Wow, it's so dumb. I'm, I'm looking up Hole in My Soul on Spotify right now. Okay, oh well, yeah, to all you people, all you Tumblr followers, Aerosmith, Hole in My Soul, on the you, album man. Nine Lives. I told you, buddy. I told you, man. I, uh, <laughs> I, um. We're going to make a, uh, for everybody who's listening, we're going to embark on a Spotify playlist to post on the Tumblr of all of the songs that we, not only the songs that we post uh, on the pre and the post uh, uh, on this podcast, but we also, um, just songs we think are good and better than the fucking feeble shit you listen to. We'll keep it running. Yeah, we'll keep it, including the Dewey Brothers song, It Keeps You Running. Actually. Which was playing in the fucking health food store today. Oh, was it really? You... We're on the island from Lost right here. Everything's just <laughs> wrapping around in on itself. Did you think about me because I look like Michael McDonald? I weirdly did. Wow. I thought about you and I thought about the time that I sat next to Michael McDonald on a plane and was trying to text you from the tarmac and I got yelled at for having my God phone damn out. damn it. I would have talked his fucking ear off. If I sat next to Michael McDonald on a flight, I would have been like... I would have been like so many times and had him finish the next line and on my own. I'd be like, can we sing in a court? Can we sing yeah. the chorus to Peg in, uh, in a Yeah, home? I'd be like, you know, uh, Michael, I keep forgetting we're not in love anymore, dude. You know, <laughs> uh, man, you know, like, you know, I would uh, I wouldn't give a oh, man when we get off this plane. It's going to be sweet freedom, isn't it, dude? And then, you know, I love how like this is a conversation that we usually have around people. Uh, and we, so you're getting a view into how Andrew and I alienate everyone we're around because oh, yeah. we're talking about, uh, Michael McDonald who 
everybody, everybody listening to this podcast was not born yet. Easily. Now imagine <laughs> you just met us and you're being nice enough to treat us to Denny's. Yeah. And we're exactly. just sitting there talking about Mac and McDonald's. Hey, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a uh, uh, Bahama Slammer or whatever the fuck is they serve at Denny's now. <laughs> I'm going to take a Pita. I'm going to take a Pita Garden right now. <laughs> you know, every. I mean, I I, I checked out of uh, Denny's like since I stopped serving the Dagwood because that was my fat. That was my fat guy fucking weapon of choice. Because you know, in the, I told the sad story in episode one about me eating an entire pizza and then going to Denny's. <laughs> Uh, but I would get like a Dagwood sandwich and, uh, but yeah, if you invited us out to Denny's or like a Waffle House, we would just fucking talk about this. I remember the time we were in, uh, in a Waffle House with the half heart dudes and the singer, I forget his, (laughs) remember that? (laughs) Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn, man, a nice guy. And, uh, he's like, he's like, so you like Fleetwood Mac? And I really liked, I really get, and he's labeling like the blue shit. You know, like the early stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like Little Lies, like the shit they came out with in like 87. You know? <laughs> and he was like, just, he looked like really disappointed in me, <laughs> which is like, I'm like, look, man, I can listen. Like, you want to listen to like Peter Green play guitar for 20 minutes? Or do you want to listen to the power, the precision that is Little Lies? Or fucking I want to be with you everywhere. That's such a great song. Say, I like what I like, man. I like what I fucking like. The heart wants what it wants, motherfucker. You know what I mean? God damn it. The heart wants what it wants. Speaking of the heart wants what it wants, uh, I got some fucking flack. Joe Flacco. Oh, you got Joe Flacco. I got to talk about Joe Flacco. (laughs) Yeah, we got to talk. This is Super Bowl weekend, motherfucker. Um, This is it. I got to tell real quick, I got some flack about a story I told. (laughs) uh, I'm really excited. Oh, it's really good, man. I I, I, I debated (laughs) talking about this. Um, person that i talked about briefly it was a person if you remember in episode seven uh it was a person who texted me leave me alone after i asked her how her thanksgiving was <laughs> which is amazing still fucking funny yeah to me. and it's uh it, it wore on me because immediately after we re- like the night after we released the podcast she um uh got at me and said Hey, uh, you're a liar, and you're fake, and, and it was like a big... Oh, I mean, wow. I don't want to miss... I mean, it was like... It wasn't because of what I said. It was because of because I said that she ha- had a fit about me bringing it up on the podcast. So okay. what better way than to remedy the situation and to prove me wrong the, that she had a fit than by having a fucking fit? <laughs> <laughs> So if you, I don't even remember you saying she had a fit. I remember her you saying she caught a case. She caught, which a, is pretty like that's that's she, that's open for interpretation. No, she caught it. I mean, I I couldn't I couldn't have cared less. Uh, and it was just like, I'm like, look, like anybody out there, I'll take on all comers. This you know the 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 days of Hans being a fucking malleable fucking ball of Play-Doh are over. All right, I fucking uh, maybe I said it, maybe I didn't. I don't care. Honestly, <laughs> and I ended up getting in like a like a ninth a ninth grade like fa- Facebook argument, and then I ended, and it was like it was getting all heavy, and I'm just like, yo, you're a trip. Good night. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so if you're out there, fucking unfriend me on Facebook. I'm sorry. Whatever. You know what I mean? Anyone else who wants to give me flack, I'll take on all comers, man. Because everything I say. Oh, and she also said the the podcast is is all of it is fake. Uh, okay, which is cool. I mean, whatever you know. <laughs> maybe it. Maybe it is. Maybe I have an extremely boring life. 
Wow, man. Yeah, it was really. Were you actually unfriended or was this no, just, no, this no. just hang like a stale fart? It's, it just became like a stale fart. Stalemate. Stale awesome. Fart. I don't, I mean, I couldn't, you know, it's just, I was just like, it's not like we have like, you know, it was, it was like getting all heavy and fucking introspective. And I'm like, I haven't talked to this person in like months. Like, what the fuck is going on here? You know I mean? It's like, Jesus Christ. So anyway, word to, word to the wise, if, if you want to. If any, if Sarah from Spokane, if you're out there or whoever else, if you want to get heavy with me, come on, bring it on. You want to catch a case? You want to catch a case? You want to have a fit? Bring it on. Couldn't give a shit. Grow, or, or you could like maybe grow a thick, grow some thick skin and like laugh it off and be like, eh, you know. That's cool. <laughs> well, this is exciting. Now I'm really excited for the update on 10 because I feel like this is bound to cause another fucking, like, another thing. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> weirdly enough, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but uh, the person in question, the girlfriend from, the aforementioned girlfriend from Seattle, added me on Facebook, re-added me, like, hey, messaged me, hey, I'm thinking about you, uh, you know, what's up, while we were recording episode uh, seven. <laughs> no shit. And added me. Wait, which one was it? Was was this? This is the girl. Uh, which Sarah from Seattle? No, 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 no. It's not Sarah. This is another girl ah. who uh, wrote me a nice message, uh, and uh, we've since talked, and everything seems to be copa. But uh, uh, whatever. It, uh, the the story that I'm going to tell on episode ten is is sad, cautionary, and and, and funny. At my expense, as always. That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to say here. I guess. I guess I was sharp with my uh, <laughs> with my uh, appraisal of how that person caught a fit because it's like all of the shit is at my expense. You know, it's not like it's not like I'm fucking calling anybody out in the world but myself and my own stupidity. So like, just fucking my gym coach, Coach B, uh, my football coach would be like, "Settle D's, man." Settle D's, guys. Settle D's. You know, take a fucking... Go take a lap. You know what I mean? Take a shower. Whatever. Whatever cools you down. It's a real, uh, real, uh, like, fucking North Country gym teacher thing right there. <laughs> yeah, settle D's, guys. Jesus Christ. That, But I, but after that, I was... As I was just having the fucking... Oh, just... Ugh, you know, I haven't had a fucking Facebook... A, a fucking internet argument in a long time. And maybe... Hopefully it's... Yeah, hopefully it's, Jesus. Hopefully it's it's not the last one. Hopefully I hear, hear back. And I, deba- <laughs> I debated talking about it, and I'm just like, look, like, it's just... I figured, what, where better to talk about it than on an extremely public forum? Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Uh, but anyways, the, the episode 10, it's going to get heavy. It's going to get wild. No names mentioned, of course. Hopefully. I don't think this girl even listens to the podcast. I don't think she gives a shit. Um, it occurred to me yesterday that most people don't listen to the podcast. No, exactly. We have hundred. <laughs> other than the, uh, you know, fucking 7,000 people who listen to the podcast in the last month. Uh, thank you, by the way. Uh, yeah. Thank you for the the five hundred the fifty five hundred trawler internet robots who downloaded the podcast uh, in a weird way, and then the other thousand people who actually listened to it. Thank you. Um, that's, it's weird because I used, when we first started, I got really obsessive about checking the you know the fucking stats. I'm like, are we going to get somebody in Africa to fucking listen this I'm, week or what? Yeah. Now, just once a week, I go in and. Like, the number, it went from being exciting to now I just check once a week and it staggers me. Where I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, man. All right. In the, word, a. in the words of Eze, we're cruisy like an Uzi. Yeah, it's really nice. I love how I always quote, quote rap, old rap shit. There's always one. <laughs> we're cruisy like an Uzi. 
Oh, you know what? There was a country I wanted to call out for not uh, not listening, and now I forget what it was. Well, let me so look that. I, I'll look them. that shit up right now. He says I'm become like it's weird because when we started the podcast, I was like, okay, yeah, 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 you know, fucking another Andrew idea. Here we go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, like, here we go. No, all right. But this will hit a brick wall. Yeah, I was like, here we go. But then, oh fuck, we had fucking. Uh, Fuck, we had so many, with 79, uh, 203 downloads today. What the fuck? Nice. You people need, Very nice. you all need to get a fucking life, first of all. Um, like I'm one to talk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, Yo, you're making it, man. I'm making it, man. Oh, yeah. So, what's up, Greenland? What's up? You fucking too cool? What's up? Uh, what's Greenland up? was one of them. I was, what the fuck? I'm trying to log in right now Mon- to, uh, let's see. Yeah, what's up, Papua New Guinea? Fucking assholes. What's up, Madagascar? What, are you too cool? Nobody in Madagascar, really? What's up? Nobody in Spain and nobody in Portugal. I can understand. Do we have Somalia? Uh, <laughs> no, we have Tanzania, though. All right. <laughs> we have Tanzania, Egypt, Nigeria. Now, the one person who owns a computer in Nigeria just downloaded our shit legitimately. <laughs> that sounded ignorant as fuck. I'm sorry. Um, For what it's worth, that computer is dipped in gold. Yes. That computer belongs to uh, uh, <laughs> General Carl Malone, I believe. Speaking of General Carl Malone, as you look that stuff up, we just, we see, I I was smart. I posted a Tumblr question. Oh, my God. We got, like, mad Tumblr questions right now. Yeah, we're going to have to knock some of those out. Well, people, I I posted it right before we went on. So, like, people are asking questions right now. There's We got, like, ten in the past minute. Because everybody wants a taste. Everybody wants a piece of our fucking pie, man. Oh, yeah, Spain. What's up, Spain? What's up, Spain? What's up? You were we drove across your shitty fucking country twice, and you can't even download the fucking podcast once. Fuck off. And I'm really sad about Somalia. I I watched Black Hawk Down today, and Black Hawk Down really upsets me. Really, <laughs> it's really hard for me to make it through that movie. Andrew, and, do you uh, somehow feel uh, like I got Somalia in the brain? Did now. you feel like maybe you should have joined the army? No, I think the exact opposite. Ah. Like, there's a certain point we were watching it today, where after the helicopter goes down. You know, they're all, they're being cornered, they're, like, taking fire or whatever. And there's one shot as they're trying to shoot back of, like, 50 guys just marching down the street, like, holding machine guns up in the air. And I just check out. At that point, the shot gets so stressful that I'm like, all right, well, I'm done. I gotta watch something else. I'm gonna watch, uh, I'm gonna watch Twin Peaks. I'm gonna watch, whatever's next on the Netflix queue, because that just, that brought me there. I'm kind of like, um... I don't know, man. I think I should. I should probably still maybe join the army at some point. I actually thought about it the other day. <laughs> you think they take you now? Uh, I weigh two hundred eighty pounds. I'm five eleven, and I'm thirty five and a half. Probably not. Well, actually, they probably would. I mean, if it w- at this point, no, nah, probably not. No, at this point, no. I mean, I could be like a radar dude, maybe. You know, like sitting. <laughs> I could get in the guard. As Justin pointed out, I can get in the guard, no sweat. We should join the national. It should be like a movie Stripes. We should join the guard, dude. Justin just bought a house. He's got. I mean, you got to make some of that extra paper, man. Yeah. Justin's got like a weed den. <laughs> apologize. I apologize to the podcast. Justin was um, uh, had meningitis last week, allegedly. He nearly died. He nearly died, and his do- and his do- But insult to injury, his doctor was a cocksucker to him, and accused him of faking. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the North Country. Welcome to Albany, where your doctor accuses you of faking, even though you've got a rash on your face. Maybe he thought you had HIV. No, he had like twenty other things he thought I had. What did he did he did he allude to Keith Haring at any point? Was he like, okay, Keith Haring? Are you uh, an okay yeah, artist? Prescribing more uh, 
Peter Cotone. Oh, he just uh, zapped up. I already had one script for it, so since he was an asshole, I didn't tell him I already had like the, the script from before. I'm just like, fuck you, I'm getting free Peter Cotone out of this, and then if you're going to get it. <laughs> awesome, and we know a couple people. You, I mean, if you don't intake the entire bottle tonight, uh, we'll you can... He's going to resell it. We know a couple people. I mean, it's Albany. People do pills all the time, of course. Yeah, just yeah. just shout out your front window that you're selling I got pills. hydro. Be, uh, be there shortly. That's true. I mean, you could probably you probably go down to the Stewart's. You could probably yeah, sell that yeah. real quick. Yep. Or the ShopRite. The shop. I actually have uh, I have hydrocodone left over from, uh, from a brief dance I had with a kidney stone a few months ago that I've been... Uh, is slowly working. Every time I take a Greyhound bus, I take like a quarter of a hydrocodone and just fucking oh ass out because Greyhound is the most awful reality. When's the, when's the last time you were on a Greyhound? Um, uh, two months ago, maybe. Wow. Yeah, right. I, I've, I've seen a lot of Greyhounds in my time. I always take Megabus because I like to go up on top to the death seat. Um, the last time I took a Megabus, which is actually the last time I will be on a Megabus. Yeah. I was going from Albany to New York, and the way the Megabus works in Albany, for those of you who, you know, have made somewhat decent money in your life and have never <laughs> yeah. had to catch a bus out of Albany, New York, uh, is you wait outside in the parking lot of a train station, oh, like, you're a, like you're a dust bowl fucking roamer. Oh, it's perfect. Uh, and you, you know, that's it. The bus pulls into the parking lot, you get on, should be easy. But... This bus was 45 or 55 minutes late, yep. and it was a dead of winter, so you, know, you can't feel your fingers, can't feel your toes, your like face is all wind-burned. Uh-huh. I was, uh, I got, somehow got roped into talking to somebody I sort of knew, but not really <laughs> well, just like, it, which would have been fine if it was a five-minute wait, like it should have been, but it turned out to be like a 45-minute wait where I'm just like, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like just for so long. <sighs> so we get on the bus, and uh, it, it, first of all, it's packed. So yeah. we're it's like a cattle car. We get on, and the front windshield, as she pulls away, the front windshield is getting all foggy because <laughs> we're all fucking soaked, and we're like breathing heavy, and, and it's just like and we were all cold, and, and then we're all hot. There's definitely somebody but eating Chinese one, food. What's that? There's definitely somebody eating Chinese food at some point. Too. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, multiple <laughs> Chinese containers being thrown <sighs> around. Somebody's got a full pizza. Um, but this woman couldn't figure out how to turn the uh, defogger on. So she, as she's driving on 787, stops the bus, walks to the bathroom, and gets napkins, and then walks back to the front and starts to wipe down the window of the bus uh, with people screaming at her, trying to tell her how to put a defogger on on a bus, like these people are fucking (laughs) professional bus drivers. In all this chaos, she misses the turn onto the highway and instead starts to head into Empire State Plaza. Oh, my God. But the trick of it is, the Megabus is too tall to go into the tunnel from Empire State, State Plaza. Oh my God. So now we're stopped on the bridge, 150 feet up in the air, <laughs> middle lane, cars zooming past us on both sides, waiting for the state police to come and give us an escort backwards on the highway oh, so she can get onto the, uh, the on-ramp. I'm sitting there. I'll take a lot of shit. Like, we just talked about somebody waving a gun in our face before, and it was like fucking, you know, good old times. No big deal. I will take a lot of shit 
That was so bad that I'm there on my, like, prehistoric first-generation smartphone emailing Megabus.com being like, I never write this kind of email, but I feel really unsafe right now. I'm currently on your bus on an off-ramp. Like, I feel compelled to it, write you today. <laughs> it was a fucking trip. They gave me a free Megabus ticket, which I still have never used. Like, you will shit. not get me back on the Megabus. Oh, hell no. Sorry I brought it up. It seems like it's a sore right. subject. <laughs> it was fucking unreal. My Megabus experience has always been fucking gold. Cause I, everyone else says that. Yeah. I always hear everyone say, oh, it was, it, was, well, it was a lot of fun. It's okay. I was on the Megabus I took uh, last time to New York. Uh, and I already told them. The Megabus <laughs> I took to New York uh, for, the, uh, for, the, uh, well, for reasons I won't mention. Um, the, the bus was fucking flying, right? Going through New Jersey. And I think it really clipped a car. Like, I really think it did. <laughs> Because it made like a loud, a dull, loud noise. And you know that people from New York will say something. People were like, whoa, like, whoa. <laughs> people in the back. And I'm just like, nah, because I'm in the, I was in the murder seat where I, if the bus hits anything, I fly through the window. Like oh, a, you're dead. Yeah, like a Russian it. dash cam video where I'm just kind of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Plus, if, I mean, you owe it to yourself, listeners of Overnight Drive, you owe it to yourself to Google best Russian dash cam videos. Because you'll you'll see, uh, this is what I do with my life. When I come home in the veil of depression, I'm usually under, uh, you know, whoa, you know, what was me? Who cares? But um, I lay in bed and watch Russian dash cam videos for hours. And then I alternate with, uh, uh, also Google farting in the hood. That's my new one. <laughs> Where this dude has like a fart machine and he like walks by these ghetto dudes and farts on them. And people are like, you want to break wind? You want to break wind, motherfucker? You want to break wind? It's really awesome. I wish I had thought of it. I'd watch today. I didn't realize that he was doing this or at some point it did this. Videos of Kimbo Slice just going to people's houses to fight people. Yeah, that's how we, that's how we got his start. Anyway. I had no idea. That's, yeah. uh, that was very interesting well, for me. It's great because he always fights these marks who have like, you know, who can't fight. And then he destroys them, of course. <laughs> it's like, Kimbo Slice apparently trying professional boxing now, which should be interesting. That's really good. He, his MMA uh, experience was brief, I think, because he, uh, he fought uh, uh, George St. Pierre, I think he fought. Uh, I don't really know a lot about MMA, but uh, he uh, fought that dude George St. Pierre and got his ass kicked real bad. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> like, like, because uh, Kimbo is like a one-trick pony, you know. Kimbo was like a uh, like a pocket quarterback, mm-hmm. and George St. Pierre is like Russell the Hustle Wilson, dangerous Wilson. Don't believe they that transitions into this football. Don't think I forgot about the fucking Seahawks, motherfucker. I was just gonna say, let's uh, let's. Who's your pick? My pick. I hate the Forty Winers, but I really hate Ray Lewis. So I don't know. I think my, I'm think I'm gonna go. I'm I'm picking Michelob. I think for this, <laughs> I'm picking Jenny Light. Uh, I, I'm picking uh, messing with Justin's cat during the game. That's I, I don't I don't know who to pick because Ray Lewis is is torturous. He is his whenever he talks, it is the most ponderous fucking thing. Like it's it's awful. He's talking about how. The, this, he took deer antler extract or whatever, and he's like, oh, that's just the devil working. It's like, if I rob... <laughs> like, honestly, if I rob a bank, I can't just be like, yo, that's the devil working. Sorry, dude. <laughs> you know, there's nothing I can do about it. It's the devil working. Like, this is really out to lunch nuts. And does refer to the Super Bowl as God's time. Yeah, you refer to the Super Bowl as God's time. Which, well, it is. It is. Well, I can refer to taking a shit as God's time. Yeah, 
It also is. It's all God's time. We're all it's on all God's, God's time. time, man. We're just living in it. We're just living in it. Hey, you know, like I say to people, oh, like when I'm being really passive aggressive, like I used to say this all the time when I worked at the record store. Hey, dude, it's your world. We just, I just live in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to say that like, like to a lot of people in New York, and they used to hate it. There's a dude that I worked at uh, the Kim's on First Avenue in New York, uh, uh, right before I left New York, uh, unceremoniously, because I, I had only had forty dollars left. Oops, <laughs> and some bunch of other bullshit reasons. Um, this <laughs> I always asked this dude if he wanted a bag, and I realized that I pissed him off, so I asked him every time. And by the end, we almost came to blows over the fact that I, I was like, I was like, I was like, hey, dude, you buy like seven DVDs at a clip. Of course he needs a bag, but I want to be a dickhead. So I'm like, hey, dude, do you need a bag? And I would ask it just like that, like real. Plus, you have to imagine, I look like I'm a roadie for fucking Leonard Skinner at this point. I center parted my, remember when I had that long hair? Remember when I had oh, the ponytail yeah. on that? And that it seemed like a tour of Ohio we went on because all we did was play in the Midwest. Um, uh, we, didn't, we didn't actually play the song Midwest, though, sadly. Is that uh, sad, though? No, really. No. No, I'm good. I'm good. No. no I, I, uh, people love that song still, though. You know, I mean, then people still get questions I, about I, it. Yeah, people encourage has have. Uh, thank you, all of all the people who have added us on Facebook. The people from Australia and and Alabama and people like that. It's really nice. People have been asking me a lot about the band and questions like, take me into the the songwriting process behind sincerely <laughs> and shit like that and i'm like well that was i so don't want to i so don't remember really i mean yeah i don't yeah i said it's like uh, we stood around and then the record happened we took we uh wrote the rack the entire record because we procrastinated like a motherfucker and we wrote one of those songs in the studio two of those songs in the studio mm-hmm. and uh we procrastinated we're doing that right now actually procrastinating like a motherfucker well, on an good. lp well i hope the magic happens um because that was pretty much our, our M.O. the entire time. We, we would be like, hey, we've only got a year to record this record. We better think about it. And then we'd just do nothing. And as a band, we were like pros who worked together. But like outside the band, like we wouldn't like talk about music stuff at all. So no, <laughs> only, yeah, when no, we would, nope. only when we would get into the band room or wherever we happen to be practicing, whatever fucking basement or, you know, wherever we happen to be practicing, practice room, We'd have to be practicing at the time, and we wouldn't talk about it at all. So it would become like, hey, we've got two weeks to record this record, and we don't have anything <laughs> written at all. <laughs> so it would essentially be Andrew and I in a room, like, writing guitar riffs, and then everyone being like, good enough, <laughs> good enough. Oh, man. What, uh, <laughs> anyway. what, what are people freaking out about this week for you? Oh, Jesus. People on my Facebook, uh, at least on my Facebook, aren't freaking out so much as posting ridiculous photos of themselves like, doing things or like at work everybody seems terribly insecure this week <laughs> and like i don't know like uh like oh here i am like getting things done getting work done you know or i'm doing art check out my art oh my god it's like i don't know if it's the winter doldrums or what but like i think it is because i got a lot of that going on too yeah. like uh, no more holidays until spring yeah it's like jesus like okay we get it you do fucking you do screen you screen print i get it <laughs> Jesus. All right. We get Man, it. I've had everyone on my Facebook this week is freaking out about dogs they don't own. 
Yeah, that's you. Like, oh, I... Always like, look at this pit bull. Look at this. I you, Somebody needs to adopt this yeah. Rottweiler. <laughs> it, it, it killed three kids. That's the best. Oh, like, oh, like, oh yeah. Like, this, this dog was wrongly accused of killing a child. And um... the, the kid's dead, right? <laughs> oh, yes. He's very dead. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, or like a lot of that. Oh, and today a lot of uh, a lot of people freaking out about Ed Koch. Uh, I I find that uh, Ed Koch was an integral part of my childhood. Yeah, he, me too. He, Ed Koch was my mayor when I was a kid, and I uh, I, I, I spent my kid time here. Yeah, and uh, it, I was at a function with my father uh, in New York City with, uh, and I met Ed Koch, um, and he uh, I was the, the party was going on. I was I was a child. I was very bored. And he cornered me in a coat room and touched my penis. And right, uh, just, ki- okay. just kidding, guys. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Nobody, no, the, the, the estate of Ed Koch, please don't. Uh, it's fucking, too fucking soon. Too fucking soon, Ed Crotch. No, uh, but, you know, actually some fucking, <laughs> some fucking. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, we sent the, send the lunch mob to Ed Koch's grave. Uh, no, but there was a lot of people. Not a lot of people, but like I said, I'm I'm friends with some fucking corny motherfuckers who are like, "Thank God he's dead. He killed graffiti in New York City." I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" Okay, dude. Okay, because he like put the uh, train cars behind barbed wire with dogs. Oh, now yeah. look, if I own like, if I own a car, and you spray paint it, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. If I'm a mayor and I fucking bought all these Canadian train cars and had them shipped down, and then you decide to paint fucking Grizz Mob 420 on them, <laughs> I'm gonna be super fucking pissed. I'm sorry. I know all y'all like graffiti and that shit's cool, but say something neat if you're gonna do graffiti. I don't know who I don't know who Grizz Mob 420 is or anything else for that matter. I don't care. Yeah, Hulk Hogan rules. Yeah, that was the perfect just, Hulk Hogan rules. Just say Hulk Hogan rules. I don't, I don't really, you know, or or on on I ninety though somebody wrote World Peace on a bridge. That's neat, you know. And on your on your way to um, on the way to Montreal, there's a there's some U two uh, uh, graffiti that says uh, the Zuropa tour still on one of the bridges. <laughs> wow, which is amazing. <laughs> That is pretty awesome. Yeah, so I noticed that too. So that's those are examples of cool graffiti. Pink Floyd rules that it was on the uh, for years and years that was on a uh, an electrical transformer box at Hudson Valley Community College. <laughs> <laughs> Pink Floyd rules. Um, you know any type of any band related shit. You know, question the answers, dude. You know you can put that shit up there. Graffiti from my insurance office where it says the elevator has the bend. Oh yeah, somebody wrote "Ben Dover" in uh, the off the elevator in uh, Justin Shrink's uh, office. That's that's great. Yeah, these are all examples of excellent graffiti. It's well done. Yeah, not not a tag. A tag? No, none of that shit. Yeah, I don't want to see you know. I don't want to see your Banksy fucking want to be bullshit. You know, just fucking give it a rest, bro. All right, get laid or something. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, man. Episode nine, and I haven't crawled up any leg yet. What's up? I gave up, man. I you gave, uh, up I gave up on I me. I thought we were friends, man. Apparently, we're not very good friends. Oh, I think we're good friends, man. I think we're brothers. We're, we never made it to episode ten. That was it. It fell apart at nine, and fucking uh, about thirty minutes in. <laughs> That's it. No, although someone, uh, I guess we should segue into Tumblr questions because somebody on Tumblr, somebody on the Tumblr said, 
And I swear to God, I didn't actually like write this in. <laughs> like, uh, but it said, Hans, you actually have a weirdly handsome face. Thanks. <laughs> First of Weird all. Weird compliment. I have a weirdly handsome face, like um, like Eric Stoltz in Mask. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like 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 Lou Costello had a weirdly let's think of some other weirdly handsome people. <laughs> like uh, Michael Phelps. A weirdly handsome fellow. Um, uh, remember Rat Boy? I remember Rat Boy. He's weirdly he was a, He's a weirdly fetching gent. Yeah, Fred Gwynn from The Munsters. Weirdly <laughs> handsome. Not Fred Gwynn, but Fred Gwynn in the Herman Munster costume. Yeah, he's weirdly handsome. He's very stoic. Uh, fucking, I don't know. Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> Let's think of somebody recent. We can, uh, we can clue in the rest of the audience on our fucking old-timey... Uh, uh, fucking uh, Shy LaBeouf. <laughs> I don't know. I get really lost on recent. Yeah, I get really lost on recent. Lost on recent. That's a good. Uh, we should change the Tumblr name to Lost on Recent. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, this is Hans. You have a weirdly handsome face and nice eyes. The way you talk about yourself makes it sound like you're super unfortunate, but you're not. So quit it. Thank you. Whoa. I am super unfortunate. You've never seen me without my shirt on, so don't make, don't, don't rush to judgment until you see me take my shirt off in front of you, and you're like, oh fuck, he was right. <laughs> um, what is that? What is that? That well, that's my uh, huge belly and lots of chest hair. And that's my third nipple. It's not big. My third nipple. These are. This is what's called a real man's body. Uh, I have hairy, sh- <laughs> I have hairy shoulders. I uh, have. Uh, a woman, uh, actually one time uh, a woman I was with asked me if I could braid my chest hair. So she just played with my chest hair and braided it for a little while. Jesus fucking Christ. Amazing. Uh, also, a great question. Was talking, speaking of hairy, somebody asked me how hairy do I like, actually, how hairy do I like my women? I saw that one. Uh, my, is hairy, is this like, um, just like fucking Two Life Crew, as nasty as you want to be? As hairy as you want to be, girl. I don't care. You know, and I think a, a completely shaved vagina is a sign that you care too much, like way too much about like uh, how like looking like a Barbie doll. I don't know. I, I think like shaved wax, a shiny vagina. I actually was with a girl who waxes so much that it was like, you know how like a bald head gets? Mm-hmm. It was like shiny. It was like a shiny vagina. <laughs> so weird. Like Brazilian, <laughs> like... No, I, I like nothing more than when I'm making out with a girl for the first time, you know, getting it happening. And you reach down into, into the uh, the waistband of the fucking, or you reach up the up the dress with the belt, the fake belt on, and you re- you feel that hair, man, and that shit is nice. We will never see eye to eye on this one. <laughs> that girl in fucking Glens Falls fucked you. That up. girl in Glens Falls fucked me up because I love a woman of a hairy vagine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's. I think I went way too far. Oh, here's one. Your intro music is too long. Uh, no, it's not. It's the perfect amount of time. Call a cop, asshole. Yeah, call a cop. <laughs> call a fucking cop. Call the music, please. Unfriend us. Unfriend us on on fucking Tumblr or whatever. Unfollow us. Or how about this? Have pa- have fucking a modicum of patience, and uh, you maybe you want to listen to what we we play the song for, the long song for a reason because we think it's good music. I just want to bring you there. I just want to bring you there. All right, and if if you're not ready for that experience, then clearly you should probably fucking back out of the room, motherfucker. This is apparently addressed to both of us. It's 
Handrew, oh. how has your diet been going? Uh, I my diet has uh, been going pretty fucking lousy, actually. <laughs> Uh, how about you, Andrew? Uh, I've been all right. The the aforementioned kidney stone knocked me off of my super low carb shit, so oh, okay. uh, it's, it's all right. <laughs> well, I uh, I've been doing really good, but I was informed the other day that the deli that I uh, used to frequent a lot named a sandwich after me. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's um. They named a sandwich after me. It's called the Cubicle. And uh, if you ever go to Cafe Delicious in Troy, you can order a Cubicle. Is it, uh, is it like the Larry David sandwich? It's just fucking disgusting. It's a grilled cheese with... Capers and white fish? It's a grilled cheese with chicken. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty straightforward. I don't know why. But they're like, oh, yeah. It's a fucking indulgence well, right Well, I hadn't been going because that, that, their food makes me fat as fuck. And uh, they're like, we made him a sandwich after you. You have to come now. And I was like, I hate to break the news to you, but I still don't want to come. <laughs> but, but there it is, right up on the board. We named it because you always talk about working in a cubicle, which I don't mind, by the way. I like working. I like, uh, I like working in a cubicle. I have my own space to uh, screw off and do nothing all day. So thank you. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, well, okay, so we're we got questions coming in, man. Okay, and yeah, I keep refreshing and seeing new ones. Um, okay, well, uh, Hans, where do you fall on '90s email? Or do you stop at Rites of Spring and Embrace? Well, to be a pedant, uh, Rites of Spring and Embrace is 80s emo. Uh, and uh, I don't... I fall on... I fall hard on 90s emo as if I was at the show and it, the, the music came to a crescendo and I fell onto the floor in tears. Uh, I like a lot of that stuff. Clickatat, Ikatawi, uh, Amber Inn, all that shit. Uh, seven... seven Seven Days of Samsara, uh, Neil Perry, even. Uh, all that shit's terrible, and I like it. Uh, Promise Ring, I guess. I've seen Promise Ring a lot, but listening back on that stuff, it just sounds like Victrola music, you know what I mean? That shit did not age well. No, Braid, it's like, give me a... F- those lyrics are fucking awful. Holy shit, and Bob... Oh, yeah, there's a big... <laughs> <laughs> Big unwound reissue their entire... I hope they do that song where it's like, I never want to die. You know, that song. Uh, but the Braid stuff. <sighs> and uh, I met Bob Nana in person, and he was like a real dick. <laughs> so, uh, um, but we, th- we played with the Firebird band that time. And uh, yep. that dude was like, that dude looked like fucking Al Jurgensen. So that was cool. But uh, I don't know. I always, I like Embr- I like Rites of Spring a ton. And I, I liked Embrace, but... Uh, the the earnest the ze- overzealous and earnest fucking preachy lyrics of Ian MacKay have not lasted well in my mind, <laughs> you know, and that, that's his attempt at being uh, cute, I guess, with Embrace. But I think Rites of Spring is way more genuine than Embrace. Embrace seems like a uh, an a- I, I'm just tired of like angry, you know. I'm tired of like a do. Oh, I got a point to make, you know. Like uh, it's just. It never sat. It, it sat well with me when I had a point to make, but now that I don't have a point to make, I don't really give a fuck. Yeah, all that shit. You get the fuck out of my face with it. <laughs> get the fuck out of my face with all of it. All that shit. All that shit. Um, also, I think I guess both of us can answer this. Uh, do you like quicksand? Is that shit new metal? Without a doubt, that shit is. New that metal. shit is the definition of new metal. <laughs> that shit is new metal. New like embry pre like embryonic new metal. It is the worst. All right, it is it is a it is a joke. 
It may I get tired thinking about it. Oh my god, <laughs> I actually do get like physically tired thinking about quicksand. Because of all the people I've had to like talk about quicksand with, and at the time, like when we first got started in like 2003, people were like, "Yeah, it kind of sounds like quicksand." No, you motherfucker, you stupid idiot, does not. I mean, no, it's like it's like anything that didn't sound, anything that wasn't tough guy hardcore sounded like quicksand. So you get lumped in, and it's like back then. I mean, even now that there's like safe bands you can like, like the Smiths and the fucking and Morrissey and shit, and like. Back then, it was like, you know, either you listen to, like, Tough Guy Hardcore, or you listen to Quicksand, or you listen to Johnny Cash, or you were a weirdo, or a norm. And, and, I, think, and I think it's progressed to the point where it's exactly the same way, but, yeah. like, now, it's, now people, like, or try to have an identity and, and listen to, like, Talking Heads and shit, but it's like... Anyway, to answer the question quickly, because Quicksand doesn't deserve enough of my fucking attention, the band is fucking awful. The fact they got back together is a fucking cash grab, and if you didn't see that, and, and you think that's just some kind of holy experience attached to seeing Quicksand, you're, you're fucking being lied to, and it's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> so, um... Let's see. Oh, I got one here. Yeah. For several years, when I was a teenager, my mom played Tetris and Dr. Mario for hours every night in front of the TV. I found out later that she was depressed as fuck. She's happy now. Your mom sounds kind of hot, dude. Yeah, <laughs> not really a question, but given hope for you for playing Madden. Yeah, that's great. You know, my grandmother used to actually steal my Game Boy when I was a kid to play Tetris. Like, I'd be, like, eight years old being like, where the fuck is my Game Boy? And walk downstairs, my grandmother's just going for it with Tetris. <laughs> that would be great. She I, was good. I, uh, that's, my parents never touched uh, video games, unfortunately. Although, I came home one day, like, what, after I lived in New York, I lived with my folks for a little while. Uh, and, and then I, I, I couldn't do that for too long, but, um, I came home my dad was playing like a, uh, like on the army website. He was playing like a sniper game. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, dude? And he's like, oh, I'm really good at it. I played it all day. And it's like the same game, like the same dudes are coming out of the same spots at the exact same time. It's so it's like, duck hunt, but it, but the game isn't that complex. So he just memorized the sequence. He's like, he's like. I don't know, man. It's like the Michael Larson of the Army Sniper game. You know? <laughs> like, like memorize that that shit. It's so weird. My dad's a weird dude. That's where I get my weirdness from, I guess. Now uh, you know. I remember being uh, being a little kid and fucking walking downstairs after school and catching my father playing my Nintendo once and being like, "What? Well, I didn't think you were gonna be home that early." I guess that's a lot better than catching your father beating off. I know, right? Like, I, I don't even know what he was upset about. It's not the end of the world. It's I, fine, Dad. If I, fucking, you can play Renegade. It's okay. If I ever caught my dad beating off to that, that, sex, that sex Rubik's Cube, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, my life would have changed a little. <laughs> my, but my, in the later years, my father has, has acknowledged that he masturbates. Like, uh, like my almost 70-year-old dad has, like, talked about it openly with me. Like, now that we're, like, we, I, we can't. I'm, like, I try to tell him. I'm, like, just because I'm, like, 35 and you're, like, 70 doesn't mean we're on that, like, bro-y level where I can be, like, yo. Thanks, Pop. Like, thanks, Pop. Yeah, I fucking rubbed one out before I came here. Give me a high five. I didn't even wash my hand yet. You know, like, that kind of <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's, like, I can't ever talk about that. I, can't, I don't really talk about getting my. Although my father always gave me good advice about He's, like, my, my, father, my father said some, like, fucking old-timey thing when I first started getting laid. Because he could probably, I go, oh, yeah, I got a girlfriend. He's like, he's like, have all the fun you want, but don't make the belly rise. Like, for real old. Thanks, Pop. <laughs> Thanks, Pop. I'm not planning on, uh, but I always, that always echoes in my head to the point where, like, I used to obsess, and I've told you about this. <laughs> I used to obsess about getting a girl pregnant. Oh, yeah. Not in, like, a, not in, like, a... Uh, 
not in like a I want to, but I don't want to. And like, I, it would be to the point where it would like affect my sexual performance a lot. Remember that? And I think I would, every time I would be sexual with a girl, I would come to these dudes and be like, I think I got her pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant. I remember <laughs> distinctly. Yeah. It was like 2005 yeah. where you had an entire tour where you just sweat bullets the yeah. entire time back getting girl pregnant. Just the fact that I got laid and then like I hadn't talked to her meant in my fucking mind, this is, this shows that I'm, I'm, I kind of a fucked up dude and like, whatever, it's cool, you know, uh, uh, not like the band fucked up, like real fucked up, but I would be like, uh, obsessing over this, like the whole time. And I'm asking you guys, like, you'd want to fucking hear this. Like you care, you know, <laughs> I'm asking like, oh man, man, show duty. What do you think, man? You know, like, oh shit, I don't believe it. You know, um, that actually brings us to a Tumblr question. It's like, uh, which I can kind of empathize with it's uh so lately uh when i'm going at it with a lady i will uh not get hard enough i just will not get hard enough to insert it into the v (laughs) i'm turned on i want to fuck but my horny will not transfer down to my d i'm 21 which explains why he says v and d Mm, i'm 21 so this seems weird i started taking vitamins that might help but no results i think it's entirely in my head it's basically become a mental self-fulfilling prophecy that I won't get fully hard, even when I'm not nervous, know the woman well, etc. <laughs> I don't know why I'm asking overnight drive, but do you have any advice? Andrew, do you have any advice for this man? I, like, suck it up, man. Yeah. Some, you know, <laughs> like, suck it up. I, I don't even... I will let you in and Justin in. Uh, you, I know, I could just, the look on Justin's face, I could tell he definitely doesn't want to hear this. Every, I'll, I'll let you in on some dark fucking theater here for a minute. Every time in the past two years, every time I've been with a woman and I have to wear a condom, I can't, I, I get like fake hard. And I think that's the testament to In my, a condom? Yeah, forget it. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking losing battle. And, and I get fake hard and, uh, and I have to insert it and then start moving it around and then I get fully hard. So I, and it's not because you're not pretty and it's not because I'm thinking about somebody else. It's a physiological thing. Uh, and the fact that they don't make a condom big enough to fit my gigantic cock. <laughs> <laughs> Just two, two things. Yeah. Unless I want to use a, a glad bag with uh, you know, yellow and blue make green on the bottom of my dick. It's not going to work. <laughs> No, I'm, but it happens, man, and you just got to roll with it because sex should be a sex should always be really. First of all, sex should always be fun, and you shouldn't be sweating that shit. If she's nice, I mean, just you know, go back down on her. Tell her to go down on you. You know, lick an arm. Yeah, lick, it sounds like this dude's maybe overthinking. Yeah, and, lick, uh, lick and fucking overthinking and underthinking yeah, at the same time. Lick, lick her back. Fucking mm-hmm. you know, lick her, lick an armpit. You know, get 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 wild. <laughs> you'll get there eventually, man. You know, don't worry. You'll you'll be standing at attention. It's not it's, it's nothing to do with anything. It's just sometimes it happens, and sometimes it doesn't. It's not a fail safe, man. It's not like a light switch. Every time you turn it on, and it fucking goes on. Sometimes you know penises are complicated things. As simple as men are, the penis is complicated. You know. Oh, we got a follow up from uh, from this dude. Oh, good. Uh, follow up from dick problems, dude. I don't want to give the impression all my sexual encounters are depressing duds. I love going downstairs and will chow down on that thang all day long. Oh, this dude is so 21 years Holy old. Holy shit, yeah, it's not like me. Uh, <laughs> so it's not like the ladies are that dissatisfied, but I want to wake my dick up from its hibernation and get mine too, you know? I'd say as long as you keep going down on that thang, uh, it, it doesn't matter, man. She's, you know, because I think the main point of contention here is that she's you're somehow disappointing her. 
But you know, if you keep if you keep on uh, you know eating pussy <laughs> uh, for uh, I love that term. I don't know why. <laughs> I'll eat. I mean, it's that's my move, man. You're really taking a, p- a page from my book because uh, I'll eat the pussy until I burp, no question. <laughs> you know, and uh, and as seriously, until my stomach is full, and uh, I love it. Sometimes I, I'm good. I'm good on that. I don't need to get off. Whatever. How many times? I mean, uh, what? I started whacking off when I was twelve, right? How many times have I, I jerked off in my life? How many times have I had an orgasm in my life? Like thousands of times. It's like, yeah, I get it. It's not like the fucking. I'm not like my. I'm gonna develop a crack in my skull because I didn't get off. You know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> sometimes it's better that way, you know. And especially with my hangups about pregnancy. Jesus, I mean, sometimes it's better that I don't get off, you know. Because I would bet, uh, I have, I think I have like six bucks in my pocket right now. Yeah, good. I would bet at some point in the past, though, you've been with a woman, yeah, probably just gone down on her, and still somehow were worried that you got her pregnant. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, and be like knowing you didn't, but still just having that weird yeah, fucking because like she went down on me. Flash. No, because she went down on me first, and then she had like uh, the uh, the pre uh, pre semen in her mouth. And then I, and then, and then she I, was stabbed in the stomach by her vengeful father and survived. Yeah, but exactly. uh, no, but I, this is how my fucking twisted mind would work. She went down on me, and then I kissed her after she went down on me, and then I went down on her, and somehow I transferred, <laughs> somehow I transferred the sperm into her vagina that way. That's how I used to think. Imagine how sexually uptight you have to be to think about that. God, man, life is hard, and life life is harder than any dick, man. I'll tell you that. Don't All right, worry dick about problems. It. You're you're up in your own head. You gotta yeah. be. Uh, you have to be Rudy from the movie Rudy. Yeah, your dick problems. Just you know what? Fucking imagine you're Tupac, right? Imagine you're fucking have her bent over a fucking railing, and you see the skyline of L.A. in front of you, and uh, and she's you know moaning and groaning, and you're taking it to town. Take yourself into another dimension, man. If you're not happy with your life, take yourself into some other life, and then and then before you know it, you're gonna get it happening. You know, or you could like, you know, talk to her about your feelings and like, you know, tell, level with her and then make her make everything really awkward and weird. It's your call. <laughs> your call, dude. <laughs> I mean, you could uh, or you could just, you know, give her like go down on her. And uh, I think an uncle, uh, <laughs> I think, a, I think a, a, an uncle or a friend of the family once told me it's like uh, make her come twice and she won't care how big you ain't. <laughs> wow. Good outlook. Yeah. Uncle. Good outlook. Thanks, Pops, thanks, brother. Thanks for telling me that when I'm like eight and you're feeding me beer. <laughs> Make her come. Pause that game and come here for a second. Yeah, pause that game. I got to tell you about making a girl come and that she won't care how big your cock isn't. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get we, let's get away from that for a second. Uh, I love answering these questions. Keep them coming, by the way. No, no pun intended. Let's see what we got here. The top oh, question. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. I'm in a semi-popular band. I'm not that bad-looking. Girls come to our shows. How do I get them to bed? I'm not good at engaging females. I would like to bang even when I am. I feel they can see right through me. Yo, you're asking the wrong dude. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> do you We've know been in a semi-popular band for 10 years, and I've never once had any shot at being with any woman ever for that. No, <laughs> never. We never. We play music that is uh, an absolute turnoff to everyone Holy on earth. Shit. So you're asking the wrong yeah, guy. No, we, we never got any of that leggy, leggy leg from music ever. Nor were we approached. I mean, not even. I mean, Patrick was always like the fashion plate of the band, and not even he didn't get approached by anybody. Because mostly, I mean, we we were the band that just wanted to eat cake and go to bed. Honestly, mm-hmm. we were we were all uh, all business when we played, and uh, 
I, I imagine you still are. And um, no, never. I mean, I, I met a girl. Uh, I don't. I guess. I mean, technically, I, I met a girlfriend via the band. Uh, the girl I dated in New York was very sweet, uh, and I dated the girl who who uh, freaked out on me. Like, I didn't even date her really. It was just a weird thing. Uh, I guess from the band because she knew me, but she knew me from like like bands I was in like eight years pre- prior. Like the band I remember that band Lucas I was in. Oh, that was bad. It was so bad. <laughs> so like every couple years, someone brings that like post that demo on a message board, and I have to like a- answer a couple questions about that band, and I'm like, yo, just let it die and don't go looking for it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think I got that shit. Oh my God! Bury it. Uh, people keep asking me uh, to give them the, the song Wine Blooms because they think it's like a secret hidden track. <laughs> oh, well. Disappointed you will be because that shit sounds like Rusted Root. Fuck. I'll, in the I'll best... find that. I think I have it on a hard drive at work. I mean, it sounds like Rusted Root in the best way possible. But, um... All right. right, let's. Uh, we'll knock out two more of these okay. things. This one I like a lot. Imagine an anonymous billionaire. He will never meet us setting this up just because they're on a power trip and they can. Automatically, I relate. Fantastic. Great. When we were watching those Kimbo Slice videos earlier, <laughs> I said that once I make over $5 million, my backyard will just be two men fighting all the time. Yeah. Um, the billionaire has hired a man to pee on your face to wake you up each morning. You will immediately be able to go to the shower, and while you're there, the man will change the sheets and leave $300 on your counter. You may stop at any time. The man will be there whenever you wake up. But you can be choose when you, but you can choose when to be woken up. How long would you let this go on? Um, one hundred percent indefinitely. Yeah, I mean, I could probably handle that. I could definitely handle that. Like, uh, um, yeah, it wouldn't be a big deal for me. I mean, it's just what yeah. I would be. I mean, I'd probably make conversation with the guy afterwards. You know, yeah. just like oh, that's. Because cool. after All a right. while, I mean, give anything two weeks, it becomes habit. Like, even if the dude's pissing on your face, <laughs> I would let someone piss on my face every morning for 300 bucks. I go to work every morning for less, you know? Yeah, <laughs> fuck. You have your entire day to just fucking hang out. You that's know, you sweet. Fucking eat corn pops and watch Cheers. Yeah, that's, all good. that's better than when, like, that's better than fucking, you know, it's better than unemployment. You know, I got 300 bucks a day. Exactly, oh, indefinitely. On the weekends, too? I mean, shit. It's good money. Uh, you know, I, I would take that... I would put that dude on the Pepsi Challenge. I'd be like, okay, motherfucker, you have to come to my house every day and do this for the rest of your life. <laughs> pissing on my face is your... I'll sign a contract. Pissing on my face is your job now, anonymous fucking billionaire. Of course, I mean, like... I couldn't imagine... I really couldn't imagine an anonymous billionaire, first of all, because everybody even fucking knows those dudes. So let's, let's say it's um, Warren Buffett. Okay. All right. Warren Buffett has to piss on my face every day until he dies. How about that? I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually signing up right now on the internet for it. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, real quick, uh, Hans, do you believe that, uh, actually believe that you'll never have sex again? I don't care either way. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I am uh, really happy uh, right now not having sex, although it'd be nice to have sex once in a while. Uh, I don't care. So, uh, I think that's very top question would be a good question to end with because, uh, I don't know, maybe not. It asks us, uh, if there's any guitarist that we would call influential. I personally can't write a riff without Billy Zoom popping into my head at some point, which was right. Oh, up. this just came in. Awesome. Whoever you are, you just wrote this as we were recording. Thank good you. <laughs> Does your writing come strictly from you doing your own thing these days or are there guitarists that still creep around in your creative unconscious? Good question. Um, yeah. I guess we could say I 
never learned how to play guitar or read notes or anything. I would, I, I don't know. You would always, Andrew, at least you would always say that I had like a, I just did whatever I did. Cause I never yeah, really you get had, a style. I never really had like a, I guess like, um, I was heavily influenced cause I started playing guitar seriously when I uh, started getting into like gang of four and Andy Gill and, um, you know, like, uh, but I always found, I always wanted to play red hot guitar. Like, um, you know, like, uh, like, like Yngwie Malmsteen, you know, mm-hmm. dudes like that. Um, so, you know, like, or like my favorite guitarist when I was growing up was this guy named Reb Beach from the band Winger. Uh, and he, he's just really a good guitarist and like a cool dude. And I, I had like a weird crush on him when I was a kid, <laughs> which was pretty, which was pretty weird to deal with when you're like a, like a mid pubescent teenager. Um, not a door you want to open at that point. No, I didn't, you know. And but like, whenever I'd watch him on TV, like I would get like, uh, I just get a weird feeling, you know. And uh, but anyway, yeah, those are my uh, influences, I guess. Their influences. I mean, Neil Young, of course, just in sheer volume and just like the the chan- like the daring to be weird, I guess, and not really adhering to any particular style, just playing. Uh, I like that. Yeah. He really, I saw Neil Young a few weeks ago. He really pulled that shit off live. Yeah. He really, uh, he, he made everyone there a fucking accomplice and, and making sick shit. Yeah, what I, I mean, what I would say is if you're actually, I mean, obviously you're, you play guitar, just play to your own, like play what feels comfortable. Like I didn't really know, I didn't really think of like, oh, I'm going to sound like so-and-so today. I just like knew what sounded where, you know what I yeah. mean? Like I would put my hand here and then I would like, but I would always compliment, like Andrew and I would always compliment each other. Um, I mean, Sean Duty and I, and then Andrew and I, like, uh, would compliment each other playing, uh, but I would always follow the drums. I, would, I was, like, a consummate rhythm guitarist, because I would always follow the drums. I would always more way more interested in what's going on in there than what's going on with the other guitar, so... I don't know. I guess. Uh, I guess it's uh, it's funny. He says Billy Zoom because I essentially learned how to play guitar right. by Billy Zoom. <laughs> yeah. I uh, like I knew how to play for years, but I just never took any time to really learn. And then I. Uh, I got into a real dark period in my life. Right? <laughs> I remember the day I moved back in with my father in like my my early twenties. Real dark. Oh yeah. Uh, and I went out and I bought the first three X records on CD that day and spent the next like two months just playing them. I would just like play them and play along guitar. And when I emerged from that funk, I actually knew how to play guitar like kind of all right, just by virtue of playing along with him for uh, for so long. Yeah. Uh, but I always cite Slash as my favorite guitarist, and everyone oh. I play in bands with always rolls their eyes. Not me, man. Me I say remember that, that time? Just fucking nasty. Remember that time the fucking speakers were fucked up in the van, and we could only hear Slash on "You Could Be Mine." Oh, it was the best. It was so good. Oh my god! I we didn't want to fix the stereo because we're like we can listen to like "You Could Be Mine," and all I really want I don't want to hear anything but Slash's fucking guitar in that song because it's so good. And he played a, a BC Rich bitch on that particular song, which sounds so good. And God, that was great. We listened to it like ten times. Like I, we never really considered how much we tortured everybody. Remember that time we were listening to like uh, we listened to the song "Some Like It Hot" by Robert Palmer, <laughs> <laughs> Power Station, and Pat- Patrick had like a freak out. He's like, "I hate all of you." <laughs> we listened to it was like Sean Diddy got really mad about that too. Yeah. He's like, he's like, no, but he was like, it was like, he's like, I'm like, Sean Diddy, something like it hot. And he's like, some don't. 
look, it, it was Owie, man. When we were, we would we would have control of the stereo. I mean, some people would try to come with that. I forget who. Maybe it was like Chris or somebody tried to come with that fucking. Oh, I'll plug my iPod in shit. We're like, yeah, nope. <laughs> no, yeah, we plugged that in this shit in for like five. You minutes. You live in our world, motherfucker. Yeah, Deal with it. This is our world. You just live in it, man. You're just a squirrel looking for a nut. This is my world. Um. <sighs> All right, this is Overnight Drive. Yes. uh, This has been episode number nine. Number nine. Number ten next week, live from Brooklyn, New York, with uh, all of us in the same room, which should only prove to be uh, either it's going to go really well or Shundu is going to punch me in my fucking face. So. Which I, those aren't uh, mutually exclusive. We'll see what happens. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, thanks for everyone that left reviews and has been listening. It's yeah. uh, it's really cool. I keep feeling like we're going to level out. We're going to, like, I'm going to look at the graph one day and it's just going to be that shape from uh, Close yeah. Encounters of the Third Kind, like, <laughs> descending rapidly. But it just keeps going up and up. So everyone's telling their weird friends and yeah. we appreciate it. I appreciate the uh, 7,000 people that listen to us uh, over the course. Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. Um I don't know if that's a lot or a little compared to most podcasts, but it seems like a fucking lot to that's me. Lot. I, I've never done anything that 7,000 people have ever uh, publicly approved of, no. so, uh, you know, thanks a lot. No, I, mean, I did some webcam shit back in the earlier part of the last decade. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> How'd that go? I think some people, probably more than 7,000 people appreciated that at some point, but yeah, this right. is good. This is good. This is good. Um, hey, thanks. Uh, uh, I guess we should... Uh, Cue the music. The, the the too long music. I'm sorry. This this music coming up is gonna be too long for you, motherfucker. <laughs> it's gonna be just the perfect amount. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Twitter, uh, overnight underscore drive. Yep. Facebook.com slash overnight drive. And if you go to one place, just overnightdrive.com. Yeah. It's where you get the new shows. It's where you'll get our uh, our hysterical commentary oh, on modern life. Wonderful. <laughs> Hey. Uh, oh, and we're also on, uh, what is it, Stitcher, Stitcher Radio? Stitcher Radio. Uh, you can get us there as well. Yep. Just uh, Google Overnight Drive, and you should be uh, it should be golden fried. Everything's cool. You'll be there. Yes. All right. We'll be back next week, episode 10. Uh, thanks a lot. Let's cue the music. Boom.
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.